When it comes to hard work, there's one important rule. Pick the right tool for the right job. That's why Chevy offers a family of Silverado pickup trucks designed just for the job. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Steve King and Johnny Putman at WGN Radio. 7 o'clock tonight, John Records Landecker. Yes, Records truly is his middle name. We'll take you uh, up and a little bit past the midnight hour. And uh, that's going to be fun. That sounds like a song. Yeah. Taking you a little bit past the midnight hour. (laughs) Now we get to bring in another of our friends who has joined us over the years and... uh, uh, we want to pick up a little bit on a conversation we were having with Patrick Crispin a little earlier, but we're going to segue to the automotive world mm-hmm. and the czar of the automotive world. He's our car guy uh, from Consumer Guide Automotive and CGDailyDrive.com, where you can see some of our car reviews. Yeah. Uh, he is Tom Appel. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you today? I am well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you buckled up now. You ready for a little car segment here? It's been a while, I know. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, but see, missed Tom, it. I Tom, missed it. Tom is now doing his own podcast, so he's an old, you yeah. know, this is old news <laughs> to him. None of this getting nervous anymore and walking into the station <laughs> during a blizzard and, and 20 below wearing his shorts and his bare legs. Yeah, we have, I'm trying to think if there is, over the years that we've known Tom, and how long have we known you, Tom? At least, what, 30 years? Or, or? No, he's too young. Um, well, I've been with Consumer Guide for 20 years. Really? And I chatted with you guys on air before that, just as a just as a regular citizen. Yes, yes. <laughs> Didn't we first talk about music the very first time we talked on the radio? We did. It was Wings Over America on CD. That was my first call. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! And again, talking about technology as we were earlier, we were saying these CDs will never last. People, trust us. Don't get rid of your vinyl. <laughs> They're gone. You guys were right. They're gone. (laughs) Oh, golly. Okay. So earlier talking technology with Patrick Crispin, who is our chief cyber squad member. We were talking about the big story in 2022 is going to be the transition from 3G to 5G. And as we mentioned when we were talking with Patrick, I have really been disappointed in the lack of publicity surrounding this because not only is it going to impact phones but for a lot of people it will have an impact on their vehicles and what their vehicle will now not do or need an update for Uh, so what can you tell us yeah the sunsetting of 3g technology which is being reported as the least reported story of 2021, yeah, and perhaps one of the most important from a tech perspective, uh, has a pretty big impact on car owners and the car industry. And it is not being reported, and manufacturers have not reached out to the public or the media about this. Why do you but think starting, that is? Uh, I think because there's just a lot of other stories out there. I think it's also possible, too, if your car is going to be uh, largely affected by this, you may have been reached directly and individually, mm-hmm. probably by paper mail, I think. Um, but it's a strange story, and it's going to affect people who have had any sort of connected technology in their car 
moving, you know, in the past few years. And, and mm-hmm. what we're talking about is 3G connectivity has affected things like navigation systems, concierge systems, um, and, and things well, that wait, you have one of those me, weird... Let me stop. Would OnStar be affected? OnStar will definitely be affected. Um, and OnStar does have a lot of information on their on their Facebook, I'm sorry, on their uh, website about this. Mm-hmm. So they haven't made a big deal about the situation, but if you go and look for the information, it's there. But, Regarding OnStar, most of this is going to be over-the-air updates that can happen for free. Okay. And, and am I correct that with some of the OnStar updates, you may not even know it, but just as you're out driving your car, that will automatically be updated, or, or am I wrong about that? No, you're correct, Steve. The interesting thing about it is you have to have an OnStar account that's active or the updates will not take place. And I think that after a period of time, you may not be able to get them to take place. So if your system's active now, you may be notified on your screen that this is about to happen and you have to allow it to happen. It may happen automatically, or you may have to call your dealer in some cases. Mm -hmm. Because I remember um, it was quite different back in, we had a 2001 vehicle, and our OnStar was no longer going to be working after 2005. Correct. And there was no option. There was no update, no upgrade or anything. So we actually went out and bought a vehicle where we could use OnStar because we were driving back and forth to Mm -hmm. Florida and we really relied on it. So this is quite quite different. It's not so scary as it was back then. But what are there years of cars that people should be most concerned with, uh, like, uh, like prior to 2000 what? There is a complete list of the vehicles affected on The Drive, which is an excellent automotive website. Mm -hmm. And it seems like 2017 and 2018 and prior is the biggest group. What? That's a size. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. A lot of cars. A lot of cars. Holy smokes. And you're talking. They're affected if they have systems in place that use 3G. Like? navigation system so is it conceivable that they will give us an upgrade for the nav system or are we going to have to buy that upgrade regarding navigation systems you'd have to have a connected nav system if you do um and you may be paying a subscription for this in some cases you have a system that automatically updates with new routes and things like that and the kind of system that reports on things like traffic jams those are the systems that are being affected. Oh. If you have an older system that doesn't regularly update or doesn't update at all, this isn't going to matter at all. Interesting. So, I- so if you have, for example, a, a navigation system that is uh, controlled by a disk... Yeah, this this has no effect. Then. Got it. Got it. A listener from a 773 area code says BMW dropped 3G months ago before it was required that they make the change. And Audi this person says, is the only manufacturer that has a workaround. Oh, that's interesting. Kind of like we were saying earlier, AT&T has jumped on board and said, hey, if you've got a 3G phone, we're going to replace it for you, something we were unaware of. So so the bottom line, if you want to find out if your car is impacted, you should go to thedrive.com? Yeah, they've got an excellent article that lists every vehicle affected. It's the only article I've seen like that because, yeah, no one's talking about this story. And we get so many automotive magazines. I haven't read an editorial yeah. about this. I, I Well, maybe I missed it. So if you're out there shouting, oh, yes, so-and-so did it, uh, forgive me. Okay. G- give me the the worst case scenario of something that happened uh, that could happen. If someone isn't listening to us right now, if they don't know this is going to happen, 
what is the worst thing that could happen to their car? They would not be able to use their navigation system or not be able to make phone calls or what? Well, if we want to go very dire, the worst case thing that could happen is you have on star, you're involved in an accident or some sort of situation where you would want that system to work for you, and it may not. So you want to make sure that whatever update is needs to take place to update your OnStar system does take place. Mm-hmm. Now, would that impact uh, some of the other, uh, I, I guess they're called concierge systems, like uh, that some of the other manufacturers have that do things similar to what OnStar does? It would. And then a lot of systems, Lexus for a while, used to use OnStar as their service. Mm-hmm. It was just branded differently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would affect those systems. Now, interestingly, Toyota was talking about Toyota Lexus has announced that they make they have no plans to update older systems, so there will be no workarounds. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting too. So 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 basically, uh, the heck with you and your car. We want you to buy a new vehicle because that ain't going to work. Yeah. Now in, in Toyota and Lexus's case, there aren't that many cars affected. It would really be higher end. Toyota models and Lexus models that had more active navigation systems with things like um, uh, traffic jam detection and that sort of feature. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're thinking about going to buy a new car, is it safe to say that one of the biggest stories from 21 was the shortage of new cars? Yes. <laughs> yes. Not being able to find the car yeah. <laughs> was a huge problem, yes. Well, we know two people that, quote, settled for vehicles that they did not intend to get and one ended up with a pickup truck because he needed a vehicle and and he went shopping and said i've always kind of sort of wanted one so i'll take it and, and who was it uh that recently announced uh the heck with the chip shortage we're going to start building our own chips uh well, one, one of the manufacturers is was it ford was it for, I'm, I'm not i don't i'm not don't positive recall. What we're seeing, and I believe General Motors made such an announcement where they're going to team up with a chip manufacturer mm-hmm. and build a factory here in the U.S. One of the things that I think a lot of people believe, too, that this, this was a problem of national borders, and it really wasn't. The, the supply shortage was global, mm-hmm. so, but, but there's a lot of, of uh, sort of security interest, um, security interest driving the, the, the move to move production here to the United States just in case. Mm-hmm. D- does that chip shortage work to the consumer's advantage in that? If you want this uh, whiz-bang car, but you don't need all of the technology, you can negotiate a better price for a car that previously would have commanded a premium price, but now because they don't have some of the technology available because of the chip shortage, you can say, well, that car doesn't do what I wanted it to do, so knock several thousand dollars off the price. Yeah, except that people are willing to pay for them. The, yeah. the shortage of vehicles is so severe that people are paying regardless of yeah. the features. Yeah, and that's and why they're buying pickup trucks when they don't really need a pickup yeah. truck, you know. Yeah. They're just desperate. And, and, to your point, Johnny, what's happening, too, is that manufacturers are building pickup trucks because they make more money off of them. Oh. So there are fewer mid-sized popular crossovers and more big, expensive pickups because that's where the money is. And if manufacturers can only make so many vehicles, they're going to make the profitable of ones. Course. Well, speaking of that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, there are several models that you are used to seeing and hearing that as of 2022, you ain't going to be seeing or hearing. So we'll talk about that and more with Tom Appel after we check the news. 
When the bells all ring and the horns all blow And the couples we know are fondly kissing Will I be with you or will I be among the missing? Maybe it's much too early in the game Oh, but I thought I'd ask you just the same What are you doing? hanging out on the radio for a while. I'm Steve King. I'm Johnny Putnam. We'll be here till 7 o'clock tonight. And at 7 o'clock, John Landecker takes you past midnight. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, follow us. Go to steveandjohnny.com, S-T-E-V-E-A-N-D-J-O-H-N-N-I-E.com. We'd like you to like us on Facebook. We've got a very active Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash Show. And right now we're talking cars with Tom Appel, who is the the automotive czar mm-hmm. and the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. And we've been uh, spending some time talking about the uh, demise of 3G. Hold on, we lost and how that's going to affect cars. And, and uh, by the way, if we had talked about uh, chips, a shortage of chips, and that being one of the big stories of mm-hmm. 21. Uh, Fox Valley Mike texted us to tell us that Hyundai also announced that they're going to be making their own chips. Oh, that That's who I was that thinking was of, story, n- yeah. now that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the chip shortage is, as Tom was saying, is a worldwide situation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, th- th- they're... The price of used cars has been going through the roof yeah. too. Does it make you think about the days when there was the you know get rid of your used car? We're going to give you some money for it. And I remember we were doing shows. Yeah. Saying, yeah but what's going to happen to people who have collectibles and they're not going to exactly. have access to parts for those wonderful collectible cars? And so, again, that was a, a, a plan that I wasn't really crazy about. But now, if you got an old car, and we've got a thirty-year-old car, yeah. we have a thirty-year-old Pontiac. A Bonneville SSEI, and it has 62,400 yep. original miles on it. And every it. time we drive it... Uh, somebody wants to buy somebody it. Somebody wants to buy it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love that. But when I take it to the car wash, I have to tell the guys, no, <laughs> no. no means no, you're not getting my car. But we'll drive you home, we'll give you... No, 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 no. no way. Uh, before the news break, we were mentioning that there are... Some models that you're used to seeing and hearing about that as of 2022, they're going bye-bye. Uh, Tom, you want to share some of those with us? Yeah, a couple of very popular names are disappearing, and it just reflects how the nation has moved on from stands and, and cars in general to crossovers. But we will no longer see the, the Mazda 6, which was an excellent midsize sedan. Oh, yeah. The Volkswagen yeah, great car. The Volkswagen Passat, another midsize sedan that was, that was popular and well-reviewed. The Volkswagen Golf is going away, huh. the original little hot hatchback. Uh, and there was one more big one. Oh, the Toyota Avalon is what? going away as well. No. Yeah. I love the Avalon. The if you Avalon to, is I, one of the best bang-for-the-buck cars. Gorgeous it is. sedan. It is. a great car. Yeah. 
Wow. And it's just because there's no desire for those vehicles. So they said, well, we'll put our, our efforts. Or is it else. because, as you were saying before we broke, that there is more money in SUVs? It, it's all of those things. Part of what's happening, too, is that manufacturers are ending up in a very interesting spot now where they're going to have to make space in their in their lots for electric vehicles. So slower selling old cars are just being phased out. Uh, inventory control is a big deal. And what we're going to find, too, is after the the pandemic situation, manufacturers, not manufacturers, I'm sorry, retailers have learned that they can make a pretty good profit by keeping a smaller inventory. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to drive further um, further deletions from manufacturer lineups in the, in the next couple of years. Do you honestly think that in 2022 we're going to see the whole electric uh, car field just take off, or is it going to be a couple years down the road? It's starting to take off right now. We're like in the middle of sort of phase two. We had the early adopter phase, and now we're in the sort of mainstream early adopter phase. But one of the most exciting things that happened this year, last year, uh, was the introduction or the reveal of the Ford F-150 Lightning, the all-electric pickup truck. And there were 200,000 people reportedly who have put down $500 deposits on those vehicles, 200,000. If half of those mature, that's an awful lot of electric vehicles. And from what I've seen uh, of some of the reviews, uh, that puppy smokes. Yeah, it should prove to be very quick. I mean, obviously, there's all sorts of hurdles to cross. People have to be able to charge them. They have to be reliable. The systems have to work, you know, long-term in people's hands. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm believing that most of that stuff is going to happen and that this is going to be the beginning of the uh, the EV revolution. Well, speaking of the EV revolution, I saw a story this past week that just made me smile on a lot of levels. It had to do with electric vehicles, but also, in a weird way, a a kind of a heritage electric vehicle uh, model. General Motors, Buick, has, correct me if I'm wrong, they have decided to copyright the Buick Electra, which for years was a a huge seller for Buick, then they haven't made it for such a long time. But now, after all these years, oh, Electra, electric vehicle. Okay, yeah, maybe we better put a stamp on this so nobody else can grab that name. <laughs> it's it's almost as how didn't they not think of this sooner? But yeah, yeah I heard that story. I have no idea what they're going to do with the name, but if, yeah, it's a wonderful name for an electric vehicle. It just makes so much sense. It does, yeah. Yeah, and names confuse me to this day. I mean, we all remember when cars had names, and now they're alphanumeric. And but I think, isn't the industry slowly moving? I think Lincoln was one of the first to kind of say, okay, we're going to do Nautilus, Navigator, and get away from the MK this, MK that, MK who knows yeah. what the heck it is. Yeah, and we're seeing that happen at Cadillac now, too. Cadillac will be revealing sometime in the next few months, their first pure electric crossover, and it's called Lyric. It's oh. a beautiful-looking car. People should look for a picture of that. Uh, but but it seems as if they move electric, as Cadillac moves electric, and their plan is to move completely electric in the next few years, all their cars will again have model names. Thank I God. Like, I like that name, Lyric. Yeah. Yeah. It is General Motors, uh, are, are they going to, I know Buick is only making SUVs, uh, yes. The Chevy still has a car, or well, they got the Corvette, of course, uh, and the Camaro, but uh, they're they're kind of pairing back too, aren't they? 
I'm trying to remember what the plan was for Malibu. I think Malibu has been discontinued. Actually, yeah, it should be. I don't think there's any 2022 Malibu. So, yeah, it's just Camaro and Corvette. Aside from the things that we've been uh, been talking about, electric vehicles and 3G, what, in your mind, was the big story for 2021? Wow, such a crazy year. One of the interesting stories, I think, is is this starting to understand people's hesitancy to go electric. And I've had some great questions. We've dealt with them on our podcast, too. People are less concerned about range and more concerned about charging. And I think that that's a healthy concern. Um, and and we had, as our guests on the podcast, the folks from cars.com, mm-hmm. who did some research into this, too. And they determined that the process of installing a charging a charger at your house isn't quite as quick as easy as we may have been led to believe. Yeah. It can be. If you live in a very modern house with a modern garage and a modern fuse box, you can probably install something for under a thousand dollars. But there are people who are going to have to pay three, four thousand dollars because they have older houses that need to be upgraded. Wow. Um, so I'm glad people are asking that question because it's going to matter, and it's a thing they're going to have to work into the financing of their first electric car. Mm-hmm. The, the, this I've always been a believer in options, and that's one of the reasons why I don't know. And this is just a personal opinion. I don't know that I right now would jump into an all-electric vehicle. I would go for a hybrid, absolutely, because it, to me, again, it just gives you more options. Okay, the battery runs out. Well, you mm-hmm. still got the gas thing going on here. Oh, we had great fun driving them too. And, and, and speaking of this, one of our absolute favorite hybrid vehicles, and it really surprised both of us, was the uh, Chrysler Pacifica, mm-hmm. the hybrid yeah. version. That is just a wonderful vehicle. Yeah, and that's a plug-in hybrid. So if you want to dip your toe into the electric world, mm-hmm. you can do that. You can plug that, that bad boy in, get about 30 miles of EV range, and then it goes gasoline. Brilliant. So during the week, if you live close enough to where you work or where you shop, you might be able to go without gasoline at all. We talked about that being a favorite of ours. As you look back on 2021, what are the cars that come to mind that you absolutely adored? You hate giving up the keys when they came to pick it up. There is an underdog car out there that I really like, and that's the Cadillac XT6. Hmm. That is Cadillac's uh, mm-hmm. six-passenger or seven-passenger midsize crossover. And it's not exciting. There's no turbocharged engines, no hybrid, hybrid drivetrains. It is just a roomy, refined car that can get a little expensive in top trim levels, but it does everything that a luxury car should. It, it, it's roomy. It's quiet. It, the space efficiency is good. The interior materials are great. And the sound system is awesome, too. Really like that car. And one of the things that I love about that car, uh, we don't own one, but it is, I believe, the only vehicle I think in the General Motors lineup and one of a few vehicles that has night vision. Ah, yeah, it's on the Escalade, too. Oh, they do have it on the Escalade now? I believe so. If I'm wrong, uh, forgive me. Oh, but I'm pretty big, sure that's on the Escalade now. You know, from day one, we've been big, big night vision fans. and people. I remember that. Why? We said, because when you drive on any back roads, as we have to, as we're traveling mm-hmm. to Florida, it is remarkable. It may not be great in the city when you've got all kinds of stuff coming at you, but when you're driving on that dark highway and a deer is off on the side of the road, you see it. And it, it's just amazing technology. Okay, we asked about uh, the story, the big story of uh, 2021. As you look forward, what are you looking forward to and or afraid of for 2022? 
I am I am looking forward to, and I'm afraid it may not happen. The normalization of manufacturing, um, because yeah. I would love to see people start to be able to buy cars again. Yeah. Um, this year should have been an 18 or 19 million unit year in terms of sales. It probably would have been a record year based on demand or what we understand to be demand. And the truth is we're going to produce about and sell about 15 million cars. So that's a 20% gap. Mm. Uh, people are paying way too much cars. It, it, right now, the situation is getting measurably better, but everyone is saying it's going to be really slow. And the worst case scenario is that things doesn't don't improve completely until 2023, which is just too darn long. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And sadly, I think that may be the case. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to feel like it. Well, where can people find you? Well, uh, check us out at ConsumerGuide.com. And and if you get a chance, please listen to the Consumer Guide Car Stuff podcast. Oh. Uh, We have a lot of fun producing it. We're getting a lot more listeners, which we appreciate. And if people can, can, can... uh, subscribe and leave us a review. That would be awesome. And also go to cgdailydrive.com where you will find all kinds of really cool stuff, including our video road tests. Yes. That's right. All your road tests live there. And let me take you back to that podcast. The best instrumental lead in and out Absolutely. on that podcast. <laughs> Thanks <Absolutely>. to my <laughs> husband. <laughs> Tom, it's I always. Love, I love that music so much. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Always a pleasure talking to you. Happy New Year and hi to your family. Happy New Year, guys. Take care. Take care. Bye bye now.